0: Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. Bites. Wow, do I have a treat for your penis. Imagine a device that mimics vaginal and anal penetration. Blowjobs and handjobs. Well, you're in luck. The Handy is a Scandinavian pleasure device with many unique qualities and features. It syncs with adult content so you feel what you see, has a remote control function for partner play anywhere around the world, and the sleeves come transparent so you can see your cock in action. Lastly, you can also enjoy it with an easy-to-use mount for hands-free pleasure. Make that load fine and dandy by using The Handy. Make sure you head over to thehandy.com and use code LOVEBITES for 10% off. That's thehandy.com, T-H-E-H-A-N-D-Y.com. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Love Bites by Dr. Tara Podcast Season 2. And of course, in this second episode, I have to have my main bitch back, and that is Tallulah Sulis. What's up, girl?
1: I am doing great. It's so good to be back. Are you having an orgasmic day? Oh, of course. Every day. (laughs) Every day? Of course every day is an orgasmic day day for you. Yeah, you know, I try.
0: 99%. Oh, wait, 69%. Yes, (laughs)
1: 99.69%. There you go. (laughs)
0: Um, so before we move forward you are a somatic sex therapist can you in a couple of sentences tell my audience
1: what that means it's basically working hands-on with the body and integrating sex therapy with it. So it's experiential sex therapy. Experiential sex yeah. therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets lit.
0: <laughs> it gets lit
1: <laughs> and sometimes really deep, right? Yeah. It can go very deep. Yeah, it's Do a very like holistic approach. People in the sessions. Oh, yeah, yeah it's all, it can be very deep, very emotional. It can be very fun. It can be very explorative too. So there's a lot of different dimensions to it, which is great. Wow. I can't yeah. wait for us to
0: get to the Audience questions because one particular question I feel like you have to write the perfect answer Ooh, for.
1: Okay, I'm excited about that.
0: Yes, and you're mm-hmm. also a sex party organizer.
1: I am. And yes. a damn good one. Ah, uh, why thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're I definitely gonna talk more about that. Yes, for sure. Okay, since mm-hmm. since I love sexual exploration and mm-hmm. you are a professional sex party organizer, I thought our first game. Would be, would you go to the sex party posted on Eventbrite based on these themes? Okay. All right. I'm excited to hear them. Okay. So whether or not you would go and why. Okay. All right. Ready? Ninja sex party hosted by these nuts. Quote, I own my car. (laughs) Probably not.
1: Why not? The, the these nuts things it just doesn't have that sexy kind of vibe for no, me. Yeah. Just no. yeah, it doesn't quite give me the tingles, you know. No. And also yeah. ninja sex party. I'm
0: like, what does that entail?
1: Yeah. I like, mean, that could be kind of sexy with a like fighting? costume. Yeah. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Well, like, people go, "Hi, Yeah, like maybe for a Halloween party, but maybe not necessarily for a play party. Okay, so that's a no. Uh,
0: Number two, growers, showers, and golden showers. A
1: sex party for people who are into bodily fluids kink. Ooh. Ooh. I actually would check that out because I'm a big fan of bodily fluids because I'm super into squirting too. Oh. I mean, golden showers could be kind of interesting to like observe and be around. But yeah, I, you, I'm all about bodily fluids. I think would you go sexy. in a bikini? Oh, it sounds like a pool party. Maybe like a white <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> and nothing oh,
0: else. Oh, <laughs> like, of course you hit would. Me,
1: hit me. Oh my God.
0: Okay. The <laughs> sexiest <laughs> sex therapist award goes to Tallulah Solis. All right. So yes. You would go. I would go. The third one. Oh, love it. I feel like this might be a party I'm organizing. <laughs> <laughs> this party is called Everybody Outta Here by Midnight. Hosted by the person you know has to stick up their butt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um <laughs> and not in a good way well <laughs> okay would you go you know probably not given mm. yeah given that it might end early or like our last play party ended at nine in the morning so yeah it, all the good stuff happens after midnight at play parties so damn yeah that's when people start to loosen up get that's into a things. quote right there yeah
0: like all the sexy things happen after
1: midnight after midnight yeah
0: meet me at midnight that's taylor swift oh yeah so she knows what's <laughs> up like taylor probably oh she's a regular play up.
1: parties probably <laughs> yeah. probably
0: organizes one with yeah. all her cats and stuff yeah some underground <laughs> stuff <laughs> okay next one let's see do you want to go to this party sex with my selfie a sex party for social media influencers
1: Ooh, you know, I'm not a huge social media person, so I probably would opt out of that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fair.
1: But yeah, it's it, fair. It definitely it would not probably be a lot of like action that was like authentic happening, mm. you know? Might be a lot of people taking photos. Yeah.
0: A little and distracted. Like, yeah. And a lot of times at mm-hmm. these sex parties or play
1: parties, you're
0: not allowed to.
1: Bring in your phone. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah, that can be a very strict policy, and gives people a little bit more of a reason to feel like free and more open if they are not being videotaped. or No selfie with my pussy. Yeah. Yeah. No. no.
0: <laughs> I gotta keep
1: keep it real private. You know.
0: Keep it real private. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. Thanks for playing that game. Absolutely, with me. that was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Actually, some some answers like kind of surprised me. You know, I, I think uh you would be like, oh no, like not the not the golden shower party, but who knew? Like you were super into is it water sports?
1: Well, I'm I'm definitely into bodily fluids in general and just embracing them and squirting. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't say that I'm super into golden showers myself, but like, you know. Not open like, to it. Like open to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm open to just about anything. I can kinda like find the magic in just about any like kink or unusual thing. Wow. Doesn't mean I'll necessarily do it or try it, but I will definitely appreciate it or and do like it be again. there for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Try everything twice. Like at least once, you know what I'm saying? Before you knock it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I
0: like that. And I would say I share the same philosophy. It's like try everything once or twice. Yeah. Because like you never really know. And apart from yeah. things that are obviously kind of solicit like a
1: bodily... Yeah, like a bodily yuck. Or yeah, like, like a extreme
0: negative response, then probably mm-hmm. not. But yeah. if it's kind of like a oh, I don't know about that, I would try. Yeah. Yeah, even if I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, I'm like scared, I would try. Yes,
1: I like that. And I feel like that's a great attitude to have, like being curious about things too and going in with an attitude of curiosity. But sometimes the things that you have like a initial even repulsion to can then become the very things that are very hot. Repulsion. That's that's the word I was thinking about. Like if I had
0: immediate physical like repulsion, then I wouldn't Mm want to try. But now that you said that makes me think twice.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you can play with that. Well, I also have had a lot of like male clients that are like, oh, like total repulsion against anything anal. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's give it a whirl. (laughs) let's maybe give it a try though Did you give him the world were you like I can show you they will never be the same again that's all I have to say about that (laughs) they're like wow I'm so
0: glad I tried this gotta dig into that later Um, but I'm so curious because Mm -hmm. you're very open minded you're a somatic sex therapist Mm -hmm. you also are very well versed in like sex parties in terms of attending and organizing what has been like a sexual thing that you tried that you're like eh not again not my thing
1: Oh, you know, speaking of golden showers, um, I had a partner pee in my mouth one time. Oh And I have to say that like in theory, it was kind of hot, but the actual taste of it was so disgusting to me. Like I was like, wow, this is just hanging out in my mouth. <laughs> like it wow. just, you know, but I'm glad I tried it. And I thought it was like kind of like cold experience that. And, you know, so I'm like glad I did. But I was like, "Um, oh, not really my thing, you know, like actually drinking it. Ooh.
0: Maybe did you swallow or was
1: it just in your mouth and you spit it out? You know, I did swallow a little. Like it was kind of like from he was like from is above. Is it safe? Yeah, I think you know, I've heard urine is pretty sterile. Yeah. Right? Um so yeah, I think it is pretty safe. Like I'm sure to a little that. bit is not
0: like crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's anything like that. But I don't know if I would like get a big gulp
0: of like urine and just, you know, can't hey, say. Hey girl, that.
1: like <laughs> <laughs> like bottoms up cheers <laughs> like you know but like again it's like some people love it that's one of their favorite things so I'm like okay good for you but you know like I'm glad I would I tried be it. into like peeing
0: in someone's mouth but yeah. I don't know if I'm into receiving
1: yes I enjoy peeing into into other people's mouths sometimes oh yeah it can be kind of fun it's like a very dominating thing it is yeah oh wow that's so interesting yeah, so that's something that's you won't try point. again yeah, not actually imbibing it, but like having it elsewhere in my body. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I love drinking female ejaculation though. Like any any squirty goodness. Like bring it on. I really? Because like it tastes like tears to me. Like <laughs> and a little salty, a little watery. Like tears. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Really cool. Now
0: I know why I'm like almost never sad. Yes, because I squirt all the time. So all my tears are gone.
1: Yeah, you're releasing your tears through wow. your vagina. Or Holy through shit. your urethra. Oh yeah, my God, I, I have concept. discovered something about myself today. <laughs> I love it. You're cleansed and cleansed. reborn again each time. I'm trying
0: to think if there's something sexually that I like tried and yeah, I I'm just curious. don't have the, the um, desire to try again. I would say extreme impact play. Mm. I once had a partner who was really into inflicting pain on me. Oh. And I think perhaps it like, we didn't start it off the right way because back then I didn't have the tools and the skills that I do now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and now, like, of course, when I have clients that want to explore even just light BDSM or any mm-hmm. kind of impact play, I walk them through everything so slowly.
1: Yes. But
0: back then, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know. Kind of mm-hmm. jumped in, had a partner who wanted to try Want it to please them, so just like, okay, go for it. And yeah, it just hurt like hell, and in yeah. no way pleasurable. yeah, so for me, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to try that again. I'm mm-hmm. down to be spanked. Mm-hmm. I'm down mm-hmm. to like, you know, like kind of a little hit
1: from like a, a belt, but mm-hmm. not like
0: the way we did when it was. In my
1: 20s. Yeah. Sometimes it like crosses that line, you know, and then you're just like, also, sometimes you don't feel like you have permission to say the safe word or, you know, I like yellow light too. Like having yellow light be a, a thing in the mix, not just when you get to your like, total threshold but like yeah. where you're saying like I'm getting there like let's yeah. ease up a little bit and that usually is really helping to sort of navigate things away from like total pain where I can't even enjoy it or receive it if it's yeah. too intense but like yeah intensity can be really good sometimes people are like oh I really like impact play that's intense but not painful mm-hmm. right I like verbal impact yeah like give it
0: to me dirty talk Ooh. I can take it yeah
1: um, but yeah I don't know about physical. <laughs> Girl, Mm -hmm. you just had a fabulous sex party. It was a lot of fun. It was called the Freaky Bordello. And there's a group that I work with. We're called Ministry of Desire. And we host all different themed play parties. This was in Studio City. We had over 100 people. So it was a big event. We had a whole sort of burlesque, a sexy burlesque show at the beginning, too. Um, and we had, so basically it was like a freak show is what we had in the beginning of it. And we had this really cool bordello vibes, you know. A freak show sex party. Yeah, a freak That's show so sex intriguing. party. That's so intriguing. Yeah. And it was really, we even had these vibrating soundboards that you could play on that had music and vibration coming up from under the boards. And it was in this beautiful playroom. And that was probably one of the most popular playroom areas because everyone wanted the vibration coming up from underneath them. Ooh. And it was, it that got really, really really sexy in there (laughs) so yeah we had djs and um yeah several different rooms a whole outdoor area a pool so there was like a lot happening we had um you know just like special enhancement sort of things available for people um microdosing options and things like that too so you could kind of just enhance your experience there
0: So would you, do you mind talking about almost like the logistics of this kind of party? Because I think a lot of people are so curious.
1: Ooh! so the theme picking is one of my favorite parts because there's a creative element. It's kind of like, what's the vibe? What's the flavor we want to create? What's the energy we want to have? So the last one with the freaky bordello, we kind of all collaborate and we're like, I have this idea or I like this name. And then we kind of like create the energy of the party around something that we think is a little avant-garde or interesting or a little on the kinky taboo side. Ooh. So the the previous party before that was like a pet play party. Okay. So we wanted people to – it was a Collar Unleashed party, and it was called Unleashed. And Ooh. people could bring their partners as pets. So you could be, Ooh. you know, a pet or, you know, just like the, you know, the guide for your pet, you know. They wear like the a handler. little collar – Mm-hmm, yeah, and everyone had collars on and dressed up like different, you know, pets that they wanted to be. We had ponies, we had puppies, we had kittens. We had oh all my kinds God, that's of cool. So cute. Yeah, cool little animals, and we did a lot of performance for that too. So the performance part is really fun because you get people to, you know, just like bring out different creative energies and like bring a lot of great energy to the space too for people who just kind of want to be there and like watch and be voyeurs and mm-hmm. just like feel like they're not just there standing awkwardly like there's a show there's something to watch in the mm-hmm. beginning and then it kind of moves into more play after that is it singles only or couples and singles couples and singles yeah all different configurations do you usually
0: people. go alone or you like bring someone
1: you know I'd say most people do bring a friend or they bring a partner or they come in like a little group of people mm. um, we just don't allow like single cis males to attend just because we want it to be very feminine centric so Mm -hmm. mostly like a femme vibe for sure
0: would do you say there there's usually like a percentage wise like a little bit more women than men
1: yeah and yeah we definitely want to bring in more women or you so know, if just, you're like
0: a straight guy and you want to
1: attend like bring a girl gof- like a girlfriend like like a female friend um, a friend of some kind yeah, yeah. someone <laughs> that wants to explore as well yes or someone who's you know like feminine presenting too so we have you know just like we want all different genders and you know queer folks to come and you know just want it to be very open and sex yeah. positive and I assume not, like, like
0: no one likes a party where there's like more men than women
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that just makes more people feel uncomfortable if they're yeah, I'm you know, sure the men like... also
0: didn't want a party where there's more men exactly women.
1: like most people want a more femme dominant kind of energy in, their, it's in their party. it's also
0: much more like erotic yeah. and vibey mm-hmm. like femme is erotic
1: yes absolutely yeah. I love I love that vibe and we definitely want to like ha- most play parties want to have a little bit more of that too yeah. in the I, mix but yeah not all play parties are created equal some of them are have very different vibes and energies to them
0: wow so Mm -hmm. let's say like people listening like if they are interested in just hearing about your next party what it's Mm -hmm. about can you walk us through the process of like, let's say, hearing about it the first time, going to the website, and then what? Do they have to apply? Do they, like, what's the process?
1: Yeah, so we're very, like, cloak and dagger in the way that we, yeah. we do things in the sense that, and most play parties are like this, where there's some kind of vetting process, because we just don't want anyone to come to these events, because we want people to feel safe. Yeah, of And, like, course. they're part like, of, like, a community. To be safe. Yeah. So we kind of started out with, like, friends of friends, and our community started out kind of small. Um, but you come to our website, and there's a whole registration process that you go through where you send a picture of yourself you send your social media you share your previous play party experience if you have any what you intend to kind of experience at the play party and then we vet you some people we interview some people were like all right you're good to go I also want to say the same thing like if you're from a small town and you're like where's
0: a sex club in uh like something something minnesota i would just be like probably not um going to the closest city to you Mm -hmm. is best bet
1: yeah that is best bet.
0: it might take a little bit of like traveling in order to find the kind of party that you want to attend and also there's a whole process Mm -hmm. it's not just like press a button show up yeah yeah Yeah. and if it Mm -hmm. is press a button show up
1: you should be aware. Like, yes. you should be aware. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, any kind of, like, sex club where anyone's kind of admitted, yeah, those are usually not the best to go to. No. Yeah, no. you want something that's a little bit more, like uh, – what is it called? Exclusive, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What was your first ever party like? My first play party that I hosted, we did this event called Devour Me. Mm-hmm. And that was where we had, we're celebrating eating food and drinking off of people's bodies. Oh, so that was our I very was first event. I was going to guess it's
0: where people like eat pussy <laughs> <laughs> For a
1: long period of time, it's I not love that, that though. <laughs> yeah, devour me, Sign you know. Me up. I'm sure that was happening at that party a little bit. Oh. <laughs> there was some of that. We had body shots, which was really fun. We had um, eating sushi, neo-taimori, which was really beautiful kind of set up. And then we also took the guests because it was a more intimate party on like the sensory journey where they had yeah. blindfolds and they were all laying on the ground. And we came by and we had all this music playing with like feathers and tickly things and massage them and touch them and like a way that was very sensual to help them get into their bodies. So
0: that so was really cool. at your parties, do people have penetrative sex or is it more like touchy and vibey?
1: Ooh, um, there is definitely penetrative sex happening. And especially at our last party, there was a lot of that happening. And we have designated rooms. And then people want to schmooze. So is it like semi-private? There's no like... Like get a room. Flow, one, one doorway was open, so you could kind of like pass by and see what was or, happening.
0: Or ask if you could join. Yes. Is that Always, a thing? Always
1: consent is a huge part of all of this. And people even sign consent forms acknowledging mm-hmm. basically the, the rules of consent at a play party. And they're very strict. If there's any non-consensual activity happening, those people get kicked out. They're never allowed to come You're back. out. That is reported. That's like taken so yeah. seriously. that We have like a zero of tolerance course. policy about anything that is somewhat non-consensual, even kind of looking or being up in someone's business is you know can be non-consensual too even though voy- voyeurism is a form of play we also just encourage people to like, you know, just check in, you yeah. know, like to be like, Hey, can I touch you? Hey, can we play together? Hey, can, can you know stand we stand here, stand and here watch? watch? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Can I
0: stand in the corner, and watch, and jerk <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Or is it okay if we play next to you? Right. So there's yeah. always just like that permission to be able to check in and um be in a very like sensitive, you know, environment. And just also to read people's body language too. Cause sometimes people were like, um, sure, I guess, you know, and you want to be Like that higher level of working with consent where you're reading body language and making sure you get like a solid buy in from, you know, the the partners that you're wanting to play with yeah do people make new friends at these parties yes that's one of my favorite parts about the whole thing is that you meet like-minded sex positive folks (laughs) yes it is that's that's the best part about it is the community and the friends that you make everyone's particularly very open and chatty and just kind of like in this like mind right so you find people that you have so much in common with and that's the fun part really
0: I think I'm satisfied with Mm -hmm. all the
1: answers about your sex parties, and
0: I think my audience is too, because Mm -hmm. they get to learn directly from an organizer
1: and a legitimate, you know. And can um, I say one thing too? It's just that for those who have never been to a play party before, there is a huge misconception that when – they picture a play party in their mind it's just like one big orgy right like they everyone just in a pile. me that. like is it like
0: that i'm like no, <laughs> no not at all sometimes <laughs> at all. Uh, that's why i ask you like mm-hmm. do do people have sex at your parties because sometimes yeah. i go to a party and no one has sex but it's more yeah. like kind of touchy sometimes and... there's like a stroking but there's yeah. no
1: sex like yeah. uh, no penetrative sex mm-hmm. so. yeah and i har- i don't even play that much like at play parties, I like socializing. And I like being central organizer. And Do
0: you feel a little bit
1: pressure? Yes. Like well, to I,
0: kind of watch and
1: yes, yeah. I have to be all eyes on <laughs> the scene. I can't yeah. get too vortex and anything. So, but yeah, just in general, like I love the flirtation of it. I love the energy. I love like getting people together. So yeah, there's no pressure to play. Like I think that's what people sometimes feel is like, oh, am I going to be pressured to play? And it's like, no, not at all. You can eat snacks and just schmooze <laughs> the whole time and just you know <laughs> just enjoy <eat> snacks. <laughs>
0: eat snacks I and just make out the snack
1: table you know just hanging out it's like it can be lovely and sweet I, I, <laughs> I was thinking like it would be funny
0: if uh I kind of go observe a party where I just eat snacks the whole time and maybe bring a vibrator and just like (laughs) help myself, but just watch. Okay, so now serious (laughs) questions, not serious questions, but questions from my audience. And I think this first part, oh, before we go there, questions from my audience. If you want to ask me questions, you can ask me on Instagram or go to my website and click ask. And there is a little box where you can leave a question and my producer is going to pick the questions for each episode. So definitely go there and um, ask me the questions. Get them answered by two sexy professionals. <laughs> okay, Leo asks, my wife and I want to go to a sex club but are a little bit of resistant. We're thinking about going with a friend couple but scared it could ruin our friendship. What's your guidance on that?
1: Ooh, you know, if if they're worried that that might kind of like make things uncomfortable in the friendship, you know, then maybe I would say like to go to their first one separately or not mm-hmm. with their friends just so they can have the experience for themselves. And then if they're feeling like, no, this is kind of a cool thing, then let's invite another couple into the mix. Solid. My yeah. advice is don't go with a friend couple for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I just feel like it's there's too many communication points already between yes. you and your partner. Now you're adding two more people. Yeah. To like talk about if everyone's comfortable, if everyone feels heard, if everyone mm-hmm. feels safe, if you know, it's yeah. just is everyone having fun? It's just too much work. I feel.
1: Yeah, the That's two of you is already work. Yes, oh it is, and yeah. that is a whole conversation. Especially that that is the first time. To be had to, yeah. yeah. You don't want any like play party, any more play party drama. No, than, you no know, can play party drama.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so one hundred percent.
1: Go with just the two
0: of you. Um, mm-hmm. If you're still, like, a little bit hesitant, like, there's a lot of, like, online, like, prep form where yeah. there's, like, questions to ask your partner before your first play party. Yes. Or um, games like red light, yellow light, green light, mm-hmm. uh, or how do we talk about consent when we're already there in a non-awkward way so like definitely equip yourself with as much knowledge
1: as possible before Mm -hmm. you go and like almost like over talk yeah talk about everything yeah talk about boundaries make agreements you know play party agreements hard lines in the sand know what you want to experience what your partner wants to experience like One of my clients um, went... So this is before he was my client.
0: He went to a play party with his girlfriend. They didn't talk about it. um, But they were just kind of like, yeah, let's go explore. And the only thing they talked about was like, are you okay with kind of other people touching me? And they were both like, yeah, why not? Like, you know, we're going to do this for exploration and fun. So yeah, that's fine. And that's all they talked about. So at the party... Um, his girlfriend was really vibing and having fun and started kissing someone. Mm -hmm. And he started feeling very jealous and like no kissing. Uh, But then I asked him, did you talk about that prior? And he's like, well, not particularly that topic. But Mm -hmm. "But I said, yeah, see, you should have talked about that. Yes. (laughs) Like you have to talk about that because Mm -hmm. sometimes you're okay with maybe other people touching your partner on the thigh or Mm -hmm. the arm or even maybe like a peck but like no making out the first time. Yeah. Maybe that's your boundary because you're just unsure yet. And that's fine as long as you communicated that up front, but you did not.
1: So it's really yeah. not her fault. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, the communication piece is everything. And I also recommend starting out with baby steps too. Like just like, oh, maybe the first time we'll just like watch and yeah. we might not, maybe we'll just play with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think
0: one question that... A lot of people have in mind when they think of the party, and I'm sure this person um, have this question, too,
1: is how do you navigate STIs and STDs? Well, we have safer sex supplies scattered throughout, and we encourage people to also have that conversation, too. Um, so that they can do, like, whatever risk assessment they want to um, at at these events. So that's part of, like, communicating. That's part of, like, working with consent, too, and just Mm kind of sharing. But they don't, like, submit a test prior or? No. It's like you make your own decisions. Yeah, you make your own decisions, and then there are supplies available right there for you if you, you know, would like to use them, Mm -hmm. which is really great. So we have, like, dental dams. We have gloves. We have, like, all kinds of things. Yeah, condoms for sure, and lube and, you know, wipes. And I you like know that. all the things that you I like that. The first use. thing you said was dental damp. Yeah. I'm like, I like how that was the first thing that came in my mouth. I'm like, ah, <laughs> dental damp." Yeah, that dental was the damp. First thing you said. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Oh, I love you. Okay. I love you too. Second question. Mm-hmm. Kay asks, I don't enjoy physical touch. Oof, that's already oh, tough. Yeah. Um, it's been overwhelming since I started dating. I've gotten better, but at times I don't want to be touched. Is it trauma or just who I am?
1: That sounds like trauma, Mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are more touchy-feely than others. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, usually when there is some kind of, like, repulsion around touch, um, they have a lot of, like, body armoring and some past trauma. And then it's all about kind of going to therapy and working Mm -hmm. with that. And that's where a therapist like myself comes into play, where I can actually do different kinds of touch and understand what, you know, what's there, like mm-hmm. if there's some release of the trauma, you know, working with helping understand what kinds of touch feel really good mm-hmm. and how that person likes to be touched and where. So maybe it's like, oh, well, like I just don't want someone to like put their arm around my shoulder really fast. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in that case, it's like a slow, like approaching mm-hmm. them slowly kind it's of touch is better for them. Because of
0: touch too, is not like all touch. Yes. Right? Because maybe for Kay. It's like, oh, I don't like it when someone tries to hold my hand, like, fast. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it's slow, I would be fine. Yes. Or maybe I just don't like holding hands, but other things are fine. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I don't like when someone grabs my, um, you know, breath yeah, or it just grabs me. In yeah. General, right? like, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I teach a lot of clients about conscious touch too. Yeah. So like one of the things I'll teach people and I call it like landing the plane is mm-hmm. like when you kind of just slowly put your hand, like whenever you're just about to touch someone in general mm-hmm. to just kind of do so in a way that sort of just glides gently and slowly like into their space so they're not like in this abrupt kind of Mm -hmm. way because a lot of people will kind of jump or even subtly kind of jump and reject the touch if it's not done in a way where you're like so when i'm teaching people about touch practices i'm like let's land the plane nice and gracefully and i land the plane when i
0: give my partner like inner thigh massage and like tantric massage i definitely try to land the plane yeah but i usually like grabbing him or and i also mm-hmm. like to be grabbed yeah so that's that's like different but i completely mm-hmm. understand um Kay's question because it also depends on where it's from because mm-hmm. sometimes when i meet people like i don't want to be touched by certain people yes. even though Physical touch is my love language. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's like the person too. Yeah. You know, evaluating how safe you could feel around this person and emotional mm-hmm. connection. Um, I think that part is yes a huge factor.
1: Yeah, those are all factors. And yeah, and like being touched the right way, the way that you yeah. want to be touched. And yeah, some people hate light tickly touch. Some people don't like being grabbed. Some people want to be grabbed. Some people like that firm touch. Yeah. Sometimes about like finding out like what does work for you or what gives you that kind of, you know, like yeah tingly energized feeling in your body or yeah. arousal so so yeah. for
0: Kay, I mm-hmm. highly recommend seeing a somatic sex therapist because mm-hmm. a, a sex therapist that doesn't do somatic work mm-hmm. could be beneficial of course you can only talk so much You know, sometimes to heal certain things, Mm -hmm. you need touch therapy. And so for me, somatic sex therapy is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And if you're in California or want to fly here, Mm -hmm. Tallulah um, is here. She's a somatic sex therapist.
1: Yes. And I just want to add to that, like that because we're doing experiential work and around things involving touch, involving uh, trauma, that it's like you can go so much deeper and have these ex- powerful experiences that are helping you to like completely transform. And it has been a matter of t- a couple of sessions. So it's very powerful work. And especially working with sex. That's something that you really want to do that hands-on work with. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh,
0: we're, we're getting deeper and deeper with the mm-hmm. questions here. Mm-hmm. Jaden asks. My partner does not want to have sex anymore. I am unfulfilled, don't want to end the relationship. How do I ask for another partner?
1: Oh. Mm, the outsourcing Ooh. question. <laughs> 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 yeah, we call that like outsourcing, Whoa, right? Jayden. Where that is that is a very scary thing to broach into a relationship, that subject of opening yeah. things up a bit. Um But one of the things that's really horrible is to hold your partner sexually hostage, which is to say, like, um, you can't have sex with me, but you're not allowed to go have sex with anyone else, right? Mm. So that is one of those things where it's all about kind of the way that you communicate Um, also in a way that's not blaming your partner and putting them down or getting them on the defense. It's more so sort of enrolling them in what, you know, sharing what your needs and feelings are and enrolling them in, you know, this benefiting the relationship as a whole, you know, and sometimes like all this built up resentment starts to happen and Mm -hmm. it's like a poison to the relationship. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's initially scary to have that Mm -hmm. conversation, but then what's on the other side of that? is a lot more, like, energy and excitement and less resentment. And also sometimes the partner that's not wanting to have sex wants to have sex. They desire their partner more.
0: Once they, like, mention this, like, kind of topic, you mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, once they mention it or they are starting to maybe date or explore with other people. And then also just, like really making sure that you're exploring what different options that you want or a middle ground or baby steps that you can start taking with that, you know?
0: 100%. I think when I think of this question, which I get a lot, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm unfulfilled. With my yeah. current long-term partner, mm. what do I do? How do I open it up? First off, opening up your relationship will not fix a shitty relationship. True. So mm-hmm. if your relationship isn't actually like solid and brings a lot of joy and is like an emotionally intimate relationship, maybe fix the relationship part first before sexually exploring with others. But other than that, they, I don't think there's basically, there's no shame in outsourcing or you know trying different things Mm -hmm. as long as it's consensual by both people so I only I see it three ways like one first you have a conversation with your partner about coming out of that sexual rut together and Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like that just depends on a couple when people ask for like a specific like so what do we do buy new lingerie new sex Mm -hmm. toy I'm like no It's not just like that. It's Mm -hmm. it depends, and it depends on how deep these wounds are. Like, it depends on how resentful both of you are for each other. Mm -hmm. It depends on whether or not you have ever been sexually compatible from the first place. Yeah. it depends on, yeah, there's so many things. Like, there's mm-hmm. no prescription that I can give you. There's yeah. It just depends. Um, and yeah. I know so it's like a, a dissatisfying answer, right? When people ask and you just say, like, it depends. Yeah. But I think does, first got to talk to your partner. And if it's hard, then see a sex coach or sex therapist and mm-hmm. have them be like... Like an, a mediator almost. A mediator, be, you yeah. Know, yeah. Um, helping with this discussion. Um, and maybe the answer is opening up or maybe swing like maybe try something together or it could be split up Mm -hmm. it could be better better off yeah you know brand new and clean slate
1: yeah because there are um you know the that also the question is like is sex salvageable between those partners first like is this a thing where it's just like It's just they're at peace with it. This is how it is. They're both not desiring of sex with one another. Or is there some kind of emotional issue that needs to be worked out? Is there something that some communication that needs to be happening? Do you need to go see a sex therapist like myself to kind of understand there might be differences in desire or libido, all those kinds of things? So once you kind of. Kind of feel like you're you're working with what's there, <laughs> you yes. know, um, and then deciding what level you're going to, you know, open things up. And sometimes even seeing like a sex worker or like mm-hmm. a provider where there's not going to be emotional entanglement, but you're still like having some sensual experience can also be another oh, option Like a for sex pe- surrogate or a sex well, a sex surrogate could be a possibility, or like a sex worker like going to sex get a surrogate sensual is massage. Is so like
0: limited too.
1: It is very limited. You know, yeah.
0: I have a lot of clients mm-hmm. that ask me about sex surrogate I'm like it looks like there's two in your yes. area or one.
1: Yes and like they have to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist first Yeah, but then r- outsources and refers yeah, them to yeah. so a So there's surrogate. a whole
0: process. Um, yeah. People think it's like so easy like mm-hmm. I'm just going to go have sex with a sex surrogate and it's yeah, also no. not for that.
1: <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like for therapeutic reasons. And that's how they try to weed out the people are like, hey, I want to just have (laughs) sex with someone, you know. And so, yeah, I wouldn't say that that a sex surrogate would unless they're like wanting to work on something therapeutically. But yeah, like getting a sensual massage, like doing something together as a couple or adding a third person in the mix or, you know, kind of trying those other like certain, you know, very creative ways of kind of opening things up without like threatening the relationship. Right. It's important. So, like,
0: overall, it takes effort. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort and from yeah. both parties. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you're not there, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps seeing sex coaches, sex therapists to see if you can get there together yes. where you're on the same page in mm-hmm. terms of putting in the efforts yes yeah yeah
1: creating that like bridge between each other and also the communication piece is everything yeah like most people are just not communicating about their needs and desires and they get resentful that they're not getting met and they expect that their partner's just gonna like magically know what they want and then once it sort of is voiced and communicated then that's when things start really opening up in the relationship so yeah
0: yeah. talk Mm -hmm. you gotta talk about it yeah gotta tell them you're not happy
1: Exactly. Yeah. You got to tell him what you want.
0: All right. This last question, and I feel like it's perfect for you because you kind of like preview it at the beginning already.
1: Mm-hmm. D asks, how do I approach my wife about pegging? All right. Um, well, so... I think that pegging is is like, it's the new thing. It's not even new, but it's like more people are getting open to it. It's not new, but it. people are discovering it yes. more now. Like, like it's more mainstream. It. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And like, so if you're wanting to get your partner, or he's wanting to get his partner enrolled in this kind of thing, then it's always something where it's like you just bring it up and talk about it and be like, hey, I'm kind of curious about this, or I'm excited about trying this. And what if his wife goes, like, hell no, like that's so weird? You know, then. That is one of those things where you kind of like try to... Also, question a little bit about why they think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it, is that just because you get kind of yucked out about anything anal, or does it seem not very masculine, right, or you right. know, is that kind of a turnoff? Is this a hard no for you, or is this something that you might be willing to maybe try, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe a we can soft no, like a soft no? Like, is there a little wiggle room, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, <laughs> literally and met- metaphorically? Yes. Yeah. my
0: partner <laughs> something and it's a soft no. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, okay, mm, there's a way in. It.
1: <laughs> there is a way.
0: Um, On the other hand, do you feel like every man should try pegging?
1: I wouldn't say should, but I would really, I feel like the world would be a better place if (laughs) that was, if, if more exploration of that happened, because it can be super hot for both parties. It can be a really pleasurable experience too and it's really fun and it's like something that's a really great thing to explore also there's a taboo quality about it that yeah. can make it really hot and something like special that you can share Sometimes you can like even, you know, like play with that masculine feminine mm-hmm. energy too. And like some, you know, some men love to be wearing a skirt while they're getting pegged or kind of put into a more feminine kind of role mm-hmm. and play with that too. And some just like really think it's just super pleasurable and really hot where mm-hmm. their partner to take charge and kind of like get in yeah. there and uh, explore that. So, you know, the one of the best ways is also just the way you bring something up. If you're kind of like, well, I kind of like want to try pegging. And I'm not sure if you would be into that or not. But, you know, then it'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. But if it's like said with enthusiasm or be like, hey, there's something I really want to try. And I think this could be awesome. Like I heard about it on
0: Dr. Tara's podcast. Yes.
1: And I'm kind (laughs) of curious about it. What do you think? You know, and then there's more of like that This is, like, something that I'm excited about. So then, you know, your partner will kind of get more excited. But if it's said in a way where you're unsure and maybe even a little creepy, your partner might, like, get a little bit of a yuck. The delivery. The delivery The delivery means
0: a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like whenever I deliver my message with confidence that I really want to try and that I think we would benefit from it, Mm -hmm. my partner is way more, like, more likely to be like, oh, that's interesting versus, like, hell no. Yeah. You're,
1: like, enrolling them in something that you're excited (laughs) (laughs) about. Oh
0: my god! (laughs) It sounds bad, though. And rolling—it sounds like a cult. I know. Would you like like to try the the
1: cult of me roll you? (laughs)
0: Uh, We do get on our knees as well. Yes. Okay. The last segment of my show, which we've played already, is called Five Quickies" with Dr. Tara, where Mm -hmm. I give you a word or sentence, and then you quickly answer them. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, getting fingered with long acrylic nails. Ooh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what sex act is equivalent to a pumpkin spice latte? Missionary. I'm gonna say pegging. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, pegging. Warm, pumpkin, full, oh. peppery. Ah. Okay. Number three, wearing a full face of makeup to a hookup. Sure, why not? Yeah, dress Do you? I, I, Every day. Do you <laughs> ever show up to a hookup like just hair in a bun no. and just like no makeup? I'm like, I'm ready. I dress
1: to impress. I dress to feel myself. Like, yeah. Damn. I like when I'm kind of schleppy, then I kind of feel a little schleppy. So I like to kind of like move it up a little bit. Oh, gosh. Are mm-hmm. you ready for
0: this one? Oh, yes. Number four, the worst
1: hookup you've ever had. Oh, gosh. There's been quite a few. The only one that I can think of that was just like randomly came to mind. I'm sure there's probably worse than this but like his front tooth kept falling out. No! And yeah it was one of those very embarrassing things where he's just like every time he would laugh or get involved in something the front tooth it was like stuck on with no. this like gum piece and I was just like um, and then I'm he like wanted dying. to kiss me and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not chomping on your tooth by eye. Like that tooth is not no. going to fall in my mouth. Like I was just like kind of like a no. And no shame everything. on the fake tooth game, but yes. like, oh yeah, bro, like make sure it doesn't always fall off. Yeah. <laughs> like it just was a little dicey there for a moment. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so I just was like, it was one of those things I just couldn't I'm, get into the spirit I'm of dying. it. Like I was trying to <laughs> overlook it I'm like, your tooth is just, all I could see is the tooth. Oh, yeah. I'm I need not remember what his penis like I don't remember anything about it other than just the two the dude yeah just be like oh oh let, let me catch it for what you is, okay I have so <laughs> many
0: questions that we're gonna move forward um, <laughs> number five oh you're gonna
1: love this because you're a squirter farthest you have ever squirted Ooh, I mean definitely across the room yeah I actually squirted at a, I was at a play party and I squirted uh, like a guy who was just like across the room in the eye um, no, by accident. Yeah, it like no. he was like, "Whoa!" and I was like, "Sorry." <laughs> what? How powerful like, oh. is your pussy? I mean, that was definitely our, kind of one of those random events. But yeah, it definitely. Did you come really hard? Yes, was it I like, did. Like, yes, and, and just it, but then my my partner at the time kind of shamed me. He's like, "That's not what? play party etiquette." And he was like very upset. I, I'm like, "Dude, I didn't do like, this like, on you purpose. can't control your squirt." Yeah, like it just you know it was airborne. You it know, was, it happens sometimes. It was just like, like it was <laughs> it was Top Gun. It was Top Gun, yeah. <laughs> jet yeah, was fighter just like, jet. Oh, rock on, girl!
0: Like I was like, Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. I'm trying a to think. A- okay, mine is definitely not across a room, but I would say like four feet. Oh,
1: that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That yeah. Is really I mean, honestly, I had no idea just a few years ago that it could go even that far. Because uh, yeah. like when I squirt, it would just be like. Psh-
1: Mm. and like you know like a foot yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. something
0: like that which to me what i feel like the most important when i do have squirting orgasm is like the release like oh just the melt afterwards such a deep release and also the connection like with my partner right Mm -hmm. um usually i squirt from getting fingered and
1: that's like just the best it is one I love of the it. best feelings. Yeah, I'm all about getting fingered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that's it's a good like way to direct G spot stimulation. It's the best. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? Yes. Um, you can find me at therapyinbed.com. And you can also find my play party group at ministryofdesire.com. Love that, love mm-hmm. that. Definitely
0: check it out. Check yes. out all, all of her resources, and mm-hmm. I gotta have you back on again, oh, season three. Love that that would be you're amazing. like a regular main bitch. Oh, I'm your main bitch. A regular. I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> Such a pleasure. Oh, as always. thank you so much. Yeah, and for me. my love bites, fam. Thank you for listening and watching to this episode till the very end. I love you guys so much, and don't forget to like and subscribe. I love you even more, and wishing you all a very orgasmic day. Bye. Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love, Bites. Love Bites by Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day. Did you know there's an app that celebrates candid conversations about sex with no censorship? the moan app is a sexual wellness community app where you can join audio chat rooms listen to real people talk about their real life sexual experiences it's free anonymous inclusive and fun check out the moan app today that's m-o-n app thanks for listening this was was Love love bites by dr tara follow dr tara on social media at lovebites.co have an orgasmic day